Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Mike Russin. Man, I'm excited to spend some time with you guys today. First off, I want to say, as always, thank you so much, all of you, for your support. Thank you so much for sharing this. I mean, we are up like 74% over last year. We're up 50% over the past three months. It's crazy. Um, we're in, I think it's 12 countries now. We've hit all 50 states, even Alaska and Hawaii. Um, you know, we've had some, I just, I'm so thankful for you guys. And uh, I'm going to ask you for another favor. You know, at the very least, please share this with somebody that you think it could make an impact with. Um, if it does make an impact, then everybody else, if you don't mind, pot or uh, patron, P-A-T-R-O-N dot podbean dot com slash obsidian achievement. If you feel it in your heart to give, I would love uh, to be able to upgrade some equipment. And again, every dollar you guys uh, donate, I'm matching. Um, I would love to get some equipment. Um, I would love to uh, upgrade the studio. You know what I'm saying? And I would love to get some guests on here. But let's talk about what I wanted to talk about today. So, you know, I was reading rather thinking and studying this morning and going through Psalms. And it got me thinking about David and just a very, just going to be very transparent on my end uh, in terms of an episode without going into detail. But I've wrestled recently, you know, as you get closer and closer and closer to God, the more naked you feel. Like I get why Adam and Eve were hiding in the garden after they ate the apple. I don't think they were hiding because they were embarrassed that they were naked. They were hiding because as soon as they took the bite of that apple, they saw themselves for who they truly were. And not only that, were their true nature is now exposed to God as he walks through the garden. So it's like, it wasn't the physical nakedness that they were so ashamed and hiding from. It was the spiritual nakedness. You know, and that's something I've dealt with recently that the more that, the closer that I, I don't know, I'm just, I'm stumbling up here because it like makes me kind of emotional. The closer that you get to God, the harder it is. You know what I mean? It's, it doesn't get easier. It's not, don't get me wrong. There's, there's points of extreme joy and peace that are beyond human comprehension. But when you sit down and think about what you are, embarrassing and like shame I think is the lowest vibrational frequency of all human emotions I believe it's shame Um, and shame doesn't even begin to touch it but the, the reason why I wanted to talk to you today is again I was thinking about David King David and here's probably one of the more you know top five you know, you got your Abrahams and your Moseses, obviously. This this guy's top five, Jesus, number one. Top five most impactful 
uh, people in the story of the Bible, right? Top five, without a doubt. And probably Jesus, like Abraham, Moses, we swap those in and out, and then and King David, in my opinion. Um, and this dude was a murderer and an adulterer. adulterer. So what, for those of you that don't know, we know David and Goliath, right? That's, that's a pretty, it's a pretty common story. Everybody knows the story of David and Goliath and a lot of his other feats and, you know, just all of his victories over, over the Philistines and just the, just the legacy that he built. And man, he uh, saw Bathsheba on a roof, thought she was beautiful and he was married and she was married and he went and had sex with her and then knocked her up and sent her husband to murder her husband indirectly but directly by sending him to the front lines of a battle that he knew he couldn't win that David knew that this guy wouldn't win and would die so not only did he not only did he have sex with this dude's wife and impregnate her as the king he had him murdered and this is king David this is the dude that wrote the Psalms. This is the man that had a heart after God that was so loved that God said, I will give you my spirit and never take it from you. <laughs> Saying. So the point of this isn't to bash David in ourselves because we can look at David and be like, oh my goodness. Oh, I can't believe he did that. Let he who is without sin cast the first stone, right? <laughs> who are you? Who am I? Well, I've never committed murder. Jesus said, if you're so much as angry or speak angrily about somebody, you've committed murder in your heart. Well, I've never cheated on my spouse. Have you ever looked at, you ever watched porn? You ever looked at a girl on TV or a guy on TV and been like, damn, <laughs> you just committed adultery in your heart. But the good news is, is that you can look at, so who I'm really talking to today are the people that have made a lot of mistakes and you don't believe that you're worthy or deserving of anything good. Because this is something that I've struggled with for a long time. I've looked, at, I've looked at the mistakes I've made the past decade of my life. And I struggle, and I'm, again, I'm going to be very vulnerable and transparent. A lot of people don't know this about me. I've struggled incessantly with feelings of uh, worthlessness and shame. Like I don't deserve anything good. Why would God bless me? Why would God do anything special for me when I've done all of these things, right? And it's very simple. It's very simple. The darker the night, the brighter the stars. The more... You know, we got to be careful with this because Paul talks about this, I believe, in Romans 6, where, you know, should we sin more so that grace abounds more? And he said, absolutely not. You are going to serve the master that you're enslaved to. So if you continue to sin and sin and sin and sin, you're still a slave to sin. Your master is sin. But if you want to thirst and hunger after righteousness and get better and better and better, you're, you know, you're a slave to God, right? So, you know, we got to be careful of. Or should we sin more so grace can abound more? God, you know, Paul says absolutely not. God forbid. But the darker the night, the brighter the stars. You know, the other night when there was that eclipse, that lunar eclipse, um, you know, I could see it perfectly. We live out in the middle of nowhere. There's very little to no ambient light. There's no, 
street lights. There's no, you know, not a lot of uh, houses and house lights. There's not a lot of, uh, certainly not in the city. So there's not a lot of light pollution. So I could see the eclipse perfectly. A lot of people, even my mom, who lives in just a very small town, could barely see it. I couldn't imagine somebody in a city wouldn't be able to see it at all because there's so much other light polluting, right? So the point I'm making with this is that the darker the night, the brighter the stars, the brighter the moon is that the, you know, the more, the darker your past and the darker the path that you used to be on, the greater that God's grace abounds in you and the more that he's glorified. The more that he's glorified. God was able to take somebody like David and do what he did. And look at Abraham and the things he did. Just look at all of these people in the Bible and look at the things that they did. Look at Paul, my second favorite, or at least tied. He's definitely tied for favorite person with uh, with David. Paul might be my favorite, actually. You know, Paul was a persecutor and murdered Christians. But wrote most of the New Testaments, probably the most famous of all the apostles, wrote Romans, wrote the epistles. You know, so it's like God uses people that are broken and destitute and messed up. Because when they have that, their redemptive story is all the more glorifying to God. God uses people with broken pasts that are traumatized. God uses people like the prostitute that hit, hid the spies. Can't remember her name or something I don't recall. Old Testament story. You just see time and time again of God using prostitutes and adulterers and murderers for his glory. So I just want to encourage you today to finish, man. There's nothing that you've done that's so bad that God can't use you. There's nothing that you've done that's so bad that God can't use you as long as you repent, as long as you turn away from those things. You're never going to be perfect, but you can't serve two masters. Remember what I just mentioned, Paul mentioned in Romans 6. But I want to encourage you today that you're never so far gone or you're never so bad that God can't use you the darker the night, the darker the sky, the brighter the stars, the brighter the moon, the more that God can get glory through using you. So don't be discouraged. Stay on the right path and keep doing the right things. And you do deserve. You are a child of God. You are fear. Like Psalms 139 says you are fear. Or maybe it's 135. 139 says that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, so don't be discouraged. Just get better. That's all. Keep, get better. Keep doing the things you're supposed to do. All right. I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Let's get it.